Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Now the total number of stages is, voila, 103. We must be crazy. If we exclude Battlefield, Final Destination, and Big Battlefield, we'd have exactly 100. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Hey man, it's Kevin Smith, the guy who feels everything he says is so important that he's got six podcasts to his name. And you're listening to Hey Fam, another podcast he's trying to get his elbow inside of, man. Spread his voice around like a virus. Hey fam, welcome to Hey Fam. My name is Levins. My name is Super Smash Brother. Super Smash, my Super Smash brother himself, Angus Truscott, is here. Um, Smash we, my brother up. I mean, imagine if the prodigy recorded a song that, with that sentiment. I think the world would be a far better place. A way smashier place. Remember they uh, were in the country during, I think it was like the 2000 and uh, bushfires. But they were forbidden from playing uh, Firestarter at Big Day Out. Yeah, I remember that. Remember? I, I, and it was like national news. It's like Prodigy, already at the time, a 15-year-old too late band. And it's like, they've been told not to sing Firestarter. It's like, yeah, tell them not to sing the rest either. Their seventh like, biggest hit, yeah, Firestarter. Tell, but also tell them not to sing any of the songs. If you you're know, gonna, I was at that, that tour. Oh, so I was, oh, at, I was at, at the Big, Big, Day, Big Out. Day Out that year. Yeah, I, I was I went, too. Not the entire tour, just Big Day Out. I, I, and I, I was went there for a day. Okay, big, yeah. The big day. One day out. Big the biggest way, in, day. In a big way. Yeah. Um, and I saw Prodigy play. And at one point, I remember looking at the stage and I was like, oh, where's... Um, Keith. 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 The, the lead singer of the Prodigy. Oh, he's the guy with the fucking dumb haircut. That's how you can But he wasn't out. on stage for a moment. And I looked over and I'm like, where's everyone? Everyone starts yelling around me. I'm like, what's going on? And he'd run around the barrier to where right. I was up the back. And he was like leaning like oh, just over me. Like, it looked like shit, over me. didn't it? And I looked up and then this like... This, like Mixture of like sweat and drool, like but like also started. like the uh, mascara. Remember you said Penny's yeah. eyes. This really like you know this concoction leaked dripped down from his face, oh. and a girl leapt leapt up and caught it and then wiped it on her shirt. Imagine that. Imagine birthing a child and your child finally being of age uh, of able mind to have a conversation with the parent. What was your favorite moment in the year two thousand three? It was the year Keith from the Prodigy ran around too. I think. And exerted such a, an amazing amount of sweat that I could Slash. capture it and then also rub it on myself. Yeah, and that, that's why my skin looks like the way it does. Do you remember like the Prodigy used to soundtrack every PlayStation game? 
them and the Chemical Brothers for the first two years of the PlayStation's release. Every game. Every game was literally... I remember they were like, oh, yeah, Nintendo's, uh, Super Nintendo's cool with your Donkey Kong, but we have... Uh, Wipeout, which is a really hard version of F-Zero, and also the Chemical Brothers did the soundtrack, and it kind of looks like an Asian font, so <laughs> play it. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't fall for it. It's, it's an era that uh, I wish would come back. Remember that game Medieval? That was like the killer app, apparently, for the PlayStation. They did nothing. Uh, aren't they and like... A skull with like a big head. They're doing an HD version of that. You're soon. kidding. Yeah, I swear. I thought, it was, I thought it had already come out. So it be on the Switch in four years for four times the price. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hey, speaking of the speaking Switch, Speaking of the Switch, we're at an event right now. <laughs> we're being uh, paid for by the Switch. When I was a little kid, Angus, uh, I didn't used to dream of getting uh, a concoction of Keith from the Prodigy sweat and mascara wipes on my shirt. No, Angus. I used to look forward to one day being honorable enough to be invited to a Nintendo official press event we did it baby we made it at this point play uh, and you can actually feature it because it was a non-commercial track we made it Soldier Boy which we spoke about in the last Hey FM episode we made it by Drake and Soldier Boy we, got, we, we made it right dun, 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 yeah, we're just dun, doing dun, it dun, 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 dun. we dun, made dun. it brother, brother we, we made it we made it we made it So uh, last time I saw Drake last two times he that's the second or third song he plays still like, how weird is that? It's still in his canon. A big song. It's, a, it's one of his best songs. Angus, speaking of canons, they are one of main Nick weapons. <laughs> <laughs> married uh, for, some, for some amount of time to Mariah Carey, who is the voice of Kirby in the new Nintendo game, Super and Smash Bros. And Zero Suit Samus. <laughs> <laughs> She's Zero Suit Samus's thigh gap. Uh, Mariah Carey is the voice of, yeah, uh, Zero Suit Samus. So, so we're, like, we're currently in a brewery in uh, Darling Harbour. I've never been here before. It, I feel really no, uncomfortable. No, we're, we're not here. We're in Barangaroo. Because there's not, there's, no, there's not one television showing I don't know what American the big game sports. is. I don't know what game or how big or small it is. I don't know the outcome of said game. Uh, we're in an uh, underground brewery right now, having just played two hours of Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, ultimate for Nintendo ultimate. Switch. Yeah, it's the first time we've ever been invited to an industry gig. Should we go in, like, deep detail? From the, from the de- get-go. I mean, that's why people are listening to this podcast. So, all right. We're hyped as fuck for Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. They, yeah. were, they did a direct recently. Yeah. And uh, it was just they, after, just after we recorded so last week. They good stuff. None of which was in this week's, uh, in, in today's Yeah, we, we unfortunately got to play an older, an older model. But, like, fair enough. It's like enough. the E3 version, maybe, or something, doing the rounds. I think it was more recent than that. But uh, it was actually a little, it was a bit more pared down was like than the E3 version. 40 characters, maybe. No, way less than that. Yeah. Um, I can, I, we I can go through. all available on Unlock. If you want specifics, I can get uh, very specific with you. I thought um, they were all available from day one. Or do you have to unlock them? Well, okay. So, all right. We played... Oh, wait, no, you took a photo? We played a model that had Mario, Donkey Kong, Link, Samus, Kirby, Fox, Pikachu, Ness, Pit, Mewtwo, Ganondorf, Marth, Zelda, Sheik, Ice Climbers, Bowser, Snake, Ike, Pokemon Trainer, Sonic, Villager, Mega Man, Little Mac, Pac-Man, Inkling, Bayonetta, Corrin, Cloud, and Ryu. And there's like nine costumes for each person. Yeah, eight costumes for each person. Eight. Um, so there's, there's that's like that's like not even a quarter of the full roster. Yeah, we played of, an early of, build. That that's that's almost like Wii U era. Even like it's way less than, the, than what the Wii U had a full roster. And then we then then there was uh, within that there were about twenty stages, nineteen stages to choose from. There was a new Breath of the Wild stage. Yep, which was really cool, and a new Splatoon stage that we got to play on as well. Inkling was cool. 
Inkling was one of the many characters we got to play as. Um, Snake. Very, very Snake different back, kind of character. And that's the, the, so it was a, the only kind of mode we could play was a versus mode up to four players. Um, and it was set to like two and a half minutes. Two and a half minutes, but with assist trophies, with heaps of iron, every Which, item. That's how I like to play. I love all but the bullshit. That's Smash Brothers. That's why yeah. that, that, the franticness, the, the crazy shit, that's why you play Smash Brothers. If you want to play like a reputable fighting game, Go out in the poorest area of your neighborhood and punch someone your in the face, and also put some crack cocaine down next to it and fucking see what happens. And that's a real fighting game. However, for those of us who want to play like a heightened version with our favorite franchise characters, we have the Super Smash Brothers series. Also, Sakurai is getting younger by the minute. The, the, is he? What's he like? The producer, director of this game? He is the game. He is. Yeah, he, he is the game. Yeah, you, Once he dies, the all versions will cease to exist. Every every copy of this game is powered by his. What's Sakurai in the like power Nintendo ranking? With Miyamoto, no Reggie at the top, then Miyamoto as a bottom. <laughs> Miyamoto is Reggie's bottom. Yeah, of course he is. Uh, Sakurai is. Uh, I reckon he's. Uh, he's just the watcher. He's like the watcher he in was, the Marvel universe. Yeah. Kills it. We, I can't wait to get invited back to another if they actually <laughs> listen to these podcasts. Uh, they, they pretended to, they pretended to know who we were and like acted really surprised. Like, oh, finally, we're so, finally, so yeah, impressed to have you here, hey, fam. Yeah, I got I have a new uh, Smash Brothers uh, beanie and towel and bag. And bag, I have three of which I will never be wearing. No, I'm totally gonna use the fucking hand towel when you masturbate. <laughs> no, when I go to the gym. Yeah, when you masturbate. And I masturbate. Yeah, when you masturbate, when you go to the gym. Angus, yeah. uh, this is wait, how many how many pints of beer have you had? What are we? At? Super Smash Brothers. What what number is ultimate of Smash Brothers? Eight. Um, so sixty four me- melee brawl, Wii, Wii U, three DS. So six. Six. Yeah, six, pint. six pints. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, pretty good. We're doing it in honor. We would not have a pint more. The um, when we got here, we we, we were escorted to a small uh, an area where there was just a bar full of fish tacos, and um, there was a uh, like a point of sale uh, computer that we could oh, see yeah, the screen great. of. Levin took a photo of this great computer, and obviously they dialed in for tonight Nintendo's budget. And uh, it was uh, nine thousand seven hundred and thirty dollars has been spent on food on food, now, which for those playing along. Is three thousand less than one thousand? Uh, Ten thousand. Two hundred, two hundred and seventy dollars less than ten thousand. Oh, I thought it was nine thousand. Nine thousand seven hundred and thirty. Oh, uh, yeah, which is less than ten thousand. Which therefore we would have had that. We must be crazy, Angus. We must be crazy. We're we, eating right now. Should we talk quickly about the Smash event last week? Yeah, it the amazing. direct. The, the more autistic these videos get, the more I'm on board. Like. I, the Smash Directs had not spoken to me until this one. And you know the point, even I've put it in the Patreon group, when they took a, let's call it like a, a side, uh, and they were like, oh yeah, in this new version of Smash Brothers, we have 103 levels. And they went through this like elaborate graph system. They were like, but if we didn't have... Yeah, These if, three if, levels, if we took out Final Destination, something this and this another one, they would have 100. 100. Like, we must be crazy. And it's like, no, 103 is actually crazier than 100. Like, <laughs> they were doubling down on their craziness. I just love that, like, after after they, they went full, like, like you know, such incredible detail during the E3 Smash Direct, I was like, when they announced a new one, I'm like, what more could they possibly show us? And it was just, like, way more in depth, so specific. Songs. You can now use your very large Switch as a kind of iPod substitute. There are 34, 
34 songs from Castlevania alone. Just put them on Apple Music and Spotify. Yeah, that would be great. Like, literally, just put them on there. So, yeah, after nine stages in... Um, in the original 64 Smash Brothers, 29 in Melee, 41 in Brawl, 42 in, in 3DS, and 56 in Wii U. There's now 103 stages. We played... Uh, they only had like 20 optional. Yeah, 20, yeah. But yeah, I mean, the, the, the coolest one was definitely the Breath of the Wild one, where you play on it's the cool. top of... It's a very of, small level. Yeah, but I mean, sometimes those are good. Like, you know, you, yeah, you basically you play at the top of one of the towers that you climb to access more of the map in That's Breath fine. of the Wild. And you can, like, the, the, the top of the tower is destructible. Um, the game is still as batshit as ever. It's so wild and, like, I, I can't wait to play it with all of the assist trophies unlocked. It still unlocked feels like in. an unofficial Nintendo game because there is no level of control to it, which is so rare in a Nintendo first-party title. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, like, it is so... Well, let's see what happens. So I weirdly saw a lot of people in our Patreon group asking what a Smash Brothers game actually was, um, which is funny to me. But and it's a genre into itself. Like it invented the every other fighting game up until that point. The damage meter would decrease. It's the only game, the first game that the damage meter would. Yeah. So, like, so, the, the, so basically, it's like a whole bunch of different Nintendo characters from different franchises. Really, these people don't know. Uh, yeah, seriously. And I thought it was a joke. And so you basically like wail on each other, and you you, you're you, you Mario, build you're up. You're fighting Link from Zelda, and then you're fighting Kirby, and then you're fighting. And so you try and increase the damage on your opponents, and once their the damage is is, is at a high level, a, you, then when you hit they're them, susceptible to be thrown off the edge the, of the map. Basically, and yeah. they come back. There's infinite lives. So the, the aim is to knock your your opponents off the map, and and that's how you get a point. It's like Mortal Kombat with edges. Yes. Um, and as the series continued, they they added like characters from outside of Nintendo franchises. So now there's a you know Castlevania characters as we know from uh, the last Sonic, direct. Sonic's in it. Snake Final returns Fantasy, in this one. And Snake. Yeah, uh, it's, it's a. Re- I don't really like fighting games that much because like I, they require a lot of time to memorize all of the moves. Yeah. But when all you the play, moves are the same in this. And when you play Smash Brothers, like yeah, the, the moves are simplified. There's no like weird combos you have it to encourages do. You to play with every character to see which moves but uh, the assist trophies make it like kind of fun for anyone to play regardless of skill level yeah. and if you do play it you know relentlessly then you yeah, like, like, this you're is gonna like, kill it from the two hours we played at this I was like okay I want to get really good at this I game I can see why this is a pro game and the GameCube controller is the most holy yes. item Me- well Melee is like the kind of still regarded as the best com- competitive version of, of Super Smash Brothers but why is that? Just because the uh, controls were the tightest they've ever been, and like Brawl introduced weird things like the trip mechanic, where you would just randomly fall over in yeah, a match. Horseshit. Yeah, but that was like kind of what the Wii was emblematic of, like you know, just introducing things to the make. Wii in itself was a trip. to punish you for being good at playing video yeah. games. Um, make I it was. For our- I was worried about this game going into this because I I didn't buy the fucking tennis game. What was the tennis game called? Super Tennis yeah, Mario. Yeah, good reviews. I didn't buy it either. But like, and also like I bought, I re-bought Mario Kart 8, but I've played like an hour of it because when you get it, everything is already unlocked from the get-go and I don't really have that much investment in playing online. Same as Splatoon 2. I still need to finish that single-player campaign, but I barely we played any of the multiplayer. At, you suck at first-party games. No, I just like... That's not, a joke. That's how much you love. If, if, if it's Breath of the Wild, I played a ton of it. Odyssey, I played a ton but of it, but... But, like, yeah, I, I was a bit worried about, like, you know, the multiplayer nature of this game. But I can see myself putting so much time into playing CPU characters, playing online of this. Like, it is just pure fun, this game. It's, yeah, it's, it's fun It's itself. such a fun, silly fighting game. It's so stupid. Like, 
remember the plot of the first game was like you were a person who had toys. It was like mm. Toy Story, basically. And then you, there was a hand who was like the person that was... Remember like, that? Yeah, totally. And then they, they kind of explore that further in the subspace emissary, emissary yeah. story mode of uh, Brawl. I mean, this is four months away. Yeah, I, I, it's December. really cool that I we got invited to an event now. Earlier. Yeah, I can't believe it's coming out in December. So I, uh, I was uh, a bit bummed that a lot of my mains, uh, well, pretty much all of my mains, my mains like in, in over like the last three Smash Brothers games have always been Wario number one, Toon Link number two, Yoshi number three. I'm a Toon Link man, so I was not not very one hard. of those was was playable no, today. So I, I, I was out of my comfort zone. I was playing as Villager from Animal Crossing a lot. The worst character. His eyes are dead. I fucking love that he's character dead, so man. much. He's, he's dead so behind good. those eyes. His move set is so awesome. His B down move is like you you plant a tree and then you water the tree and it grows and then it's you insane. chop the tree down and if the tree falls on someone it, it deals like enormous damage only in a Nintendo game it's so game. silly yeah. it's so great this game is a beautiful celebration of everything that is Nintendo as well and like, then just kind of like it's a love letter to Falcon video games Falcon wasn't even there Captain Falcon wasn't yeah, there yeah I know he's another one of my favourites too yeah uh, but like you know like one of the assist trophies like you basically like assist trophies are these things that kind of materialize appear, in yeah. your uh, in the game and when you and you enable them they they bring on someone to come and help you so like at one point i had knuckles fighting alongside me i saw knuckles running around in the at uh, one point Green hill zone one like pong starts happening around you and if someone oh, gets wow. hit by the pong ball they get ko'd uh there's like so much fun weird shit in this one game more uh, metal gear stuff yeah definitely i found those like uh, we have snake that's great but we have a distinct lack of metal gear well i mean konami have been like I know, I know, I know, I know, I don't think so in this in this case. Like Konami have put so much into this game, or allowed Nintendo to put so much Konami Imagine stuff. If this you is have the game that says, okay, we can have a re-release of the of, of the last five Metal Gear games on Switch, and also Castlevania while you're at it, because you can play Wait. as two characters from uh, from Simon from Castlevania, and then also like Alucard is in it. Um, there's there's a stage. The is Castlevania stage, which unfortunately we didn't get to play, it looks sounds so insane, almost like, like a game unto itself. Yeah, it's like villains arrive every few seconds. Yeah, and you got to fight those, yeah. and then they've Luigi also got dies. Luigi's officially dead, canonically I can't dead. They killed, like we need to spend a few minutes on that. Like of, of silence, they killed Luigi. They killed Luigi. Many years ago, we had the year of Luigi. It was the greatest year of all our lives. And I was, now we'll and never you know have I'm one glad again. It wasn't my year because now he's dead. Next year is the year of dead Luigi. He's dead. MJ gone. I'm my brother dead. Let's pour a craft beer out for, for Luigi. He's gone. Mamma mia. Mamma mia. I hate that he said, Mamma mia. Me. I hate that Luigi is dead. It made so much sense. So we got like the opening cinematic to the last direct was uh, Luigi going into a mansion, a la Luigi's mansion, trying Which to bust some ghosts. Which is still doing that because it's like a 12 year old game. Which they're bringing back to uh, 3DS in a couple months. They no do, one's going to buy it. I'll buy it. I'm an idiot. Yeah, but I I mean, bought, like, I'll, I'll, I'll wait until the next Tom Cruise vehicle yeah, comes say, out. Wait until spend the first five minutes <laughs> going to my local JB like, Hi-Fi and, uh, and buying Why are they game. still doing 3DS and uh, Switch? They've got well, a, I, so I've played a little bit of the new Wario game, WarioWare Gold. It's, it is a love letter to all of the DS games. Yeah, yeah you said it's, that. But like, they got to move you could, on. I know, they will eventually. But like, I kind of like that these are like, there's like the, 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 the death cries of, uh, of the 3DS. It definitely feels like the end. Like, they didn't even have a, um, my local JB Hi-Fi just had all of the 3DS games in a box below the shelf that all the Switch games are on. They don't anymore. No, so I think they must be phasing out 3DS stuff. It's done. It was a great console. It's had like it's a 12-year run. Deader than Luigi, but... It had a bigger run than the original Game Boy, maybe. I made that up. You definitely did. I won't check it either, and that's the best thing about HeyFan. 
yeah, that's I meant the most important thing about HeyFam is that nothing is fact-checked. Um, but yeah, so to go back to Super Smash Bros. Ultimate Angus, this game that we played in the last two hours playing, I'm going to get it day one. Yeah, of course I am. Or of course we are. It's uh, I, I can't wait for more modes to be revealed about it. Like, there were so many... Like, the, one of the modes uh, that was announced in the Direct last, last week was you... Um, Every you, you and however many players, you know, you, you, you choose your favorite characters at first, oh, and then yeah. once that round is over, you can't choose the same character again. And you have so it forces you to play as different characters that you're yeah, not familiar with. Mode. It's so clever. Okay, I because I, you know there, there was um, at the EVO the um, uh, you know the games as sport uh, event recently, uh, yes. just this weekend last past uh, during the Super Smash Brothers tournament, uh, there was a mass walkout because like the last like four players all chose Bayonetta. Apparently Bayonetta is way overpowered. Really? I played this her and she was shit. I did win. Um, I didn't like it. Everything look, she did was flying. Right. Uh, and uh, the the players that chose Bayonetta were kind of like trolling the audience by taking a long time to uh, to like, you know, they're like taunting each other and just kind of like fucking so around instead of fighting each other. Stuff. That sounds so painful and disgusting. Yeah, well, everyone walked out. I, I am with them. Um, I walk out with you. Yeah, and uh, I don't know it's pretty, pretty, pretty wild to see that. Yeah. What would you have done? Would you have walked out, or would, I, I, would you be I, I one of those people taunting? I wouldn't have been there. You'd from be, the you'd start. be an, a bayonetta cosplay. I mean, it's the most dumb-looking character. She looks like a hyped-up librarian, and I'm glad it exists. Her clothes are made of hair, though. That's pretty cool, right? Really? Yeah. I had no. How do you Her get sexy that? clothes are made of hair? How do you get that? Like, how do you, how is that information relayed to the player? It wasn't related to me in this game. Oh, it's the big reveal. Um, when, when she dies, um, she says, I'm trying to think of like a rosebud joke, but I've had too many beers to make one that works, and I don't think I could ever make one, regardless of how sober I was. We can just, uh, yeah. Let's cut, let's cut to a commercial. Do we have commercials? <laughs> no, pretend. Do one. Okay. Um, Smash Brothers, December something. Get it, bitch. And we're back. <laughs> we're back. Angus, while we were before we started our playing, you were saying that you have been uh, playing a ton of Switch games lately. You've been feeling feeling guilty about not playing it. About what? About playing Switch games. Uh, I, I've been feeling guilty. Like you spent a whole bunch of money on Switch games recently. Oh yeah, I bought a, like a hundred dollars worth of Switch games recently. It's fun. I forgot it was like you didn't have to go to the store to buy games anymore. I forgot about that. It's one of the best things about the console, the digital. Uh, but all the consoles do it, but I think. Uh, uh, this is the most accessible version of it. Well, I mean, and also, eShop cops a lot of shit for being like, it's hard to kind of see the more it recent. Kind of is, like the charts, the search functionality. I think the search functionality is great. But they, need to, they need to stop doing uh, three by three as the screen. They need to make a, a lot. Run me through what you bought, fam. I bought a. Okami. Okami. I've never played Okami before. I. I meant to buy Akami on PS2. I meant to buy Akami on the Wii remake. I meant to buy Akami on the PS3 remake before. I got it on Wii and then I bought it again on PS3. I've never finished this game. So I'm the best person in this scenario because if somebody who's never played it, I spent $24. But you've bought it several times and have never played it. I've played like 10 hours of it. Doesn't matter. Doesn't the, matter. The opening, I've got the best value out of it. It came out the same year as Twilight Princess, which is like the most painfully slow intro to a Zelda it's game not. ever. That game gets a bad rap. But like the, those first six hours are so boring. And I also think that the first like few hours of Okami are really boring too. I can't wait to play it. Yep. Now that I... Uh, what else? 2064, which is still being a real shit. And it's like, I'm not downloadable yet. 
So you pre-ordered 2064. Yeah, which, which is the like game you were excited to tell me about. It looks like Hideo, Hideo Kojima, who I've spoken about for aeons in this podcast of his Metal Gear series. But before that, he made a games Police Noughts and Snatcher, which were like... Snatcher was basically his ode to Blade Runner. So what, so what console click, was Snatcher on? Uh, PS1 right. and a various computers. It was a... It was a point-and-click cyberpunk adventure. Yeah, which contains some incredible dialogue and... and, and, and yeah, uh, and, like, a lot of the footage ended up in Mood Season 1's um, illegal video we made, which we'll get sued for. <laughs> yeah, honestly, it did. Um, so tell me about... Was it 2046? 2064. This is the first indie game that Angus has told me about that I didn't know about before. Yeah, it's so a point-and-click adventure. <coughs> um, it's set in San Francisco in 2064. It is made... Uh, the company that made it are the same brand that do this... I forget what it's called. It's called like X something games. It's the first kind of like queer games. Um, queer games conference. Okay. So it's like the game is all about inclusivity. It doesn't matter what race you are, what sex you are. You can date in the game no matter if you're like a kangaroo or a cat or something. So it's like a game that champions uh, inclusivity. Mm-hmm. But it's also like a point-and-click adventure, like cyberpunk game. Awesome. And I was like, yeah, this sounds fucking baller. This sounds like dope as hell. Yeah, I haven't like... I keep buying point-and-click adventures or being given codes for point-and-click adventures and being like, hell yeah, I'll play this. But for some reason, they're just it takes a lot for me to get in that, that, that mood that, yeah. one, that wants to play I think you need those. to be like secluded. You need to have like... Your environment needs to be... You know, it needs to be attuned to you. So you send my kids away for a while. Send away for a while. I think it's like one of those... It's like reading a book. Right. I think uh, which, it's like you got to have... Which I've not done in years. No, you can't read. It's a little known fact but on the Hey Fan podcast, but Levin's can't read. I just read. look at pictures in comics and, he and, looks and at make up the games. story. He lo- uh, Metroidvanias tell him how to change <laughs> gears in a car. Um, what else did you get? 2064, which comes out, I guess, tonight? That's the one we just spoke about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So what's next? Um... Well, I bought Overcooked too, but like I haven't played it with anyone. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yet. I'm in the same, same same boat. It's almost like we have uh, two copies here right now, and we should play with each other. Um, you got Minute, which is a game that oh, I yeah, played Minute. on PS4 yeah, yeah. at the I played start of the year. In, like one walkthrough. It's Sorry, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a pretty short game, but it's a really fun experience playing. Yeah, it. the mechanics amazing. You die every minute. Yeah. And then it's a bit. It's like budget Majora's Mask. In with, a way, I, I reckon it's more like Link's Awakening. No, it's budget Majora's Mask in the sense of like decisions you make in right. the past affect sure. your current playthrough. So if I had a conversation with somebody, the conversation still stands and the actions I made. Have you played Majora's Mask? Yeah, I realized that they've also got the, you've got the timer in Majora's yeah, so Mask the whole like time as well. You complete things and then you go back and then it's. I, find it, I found it actually like similar to Majora's Mask in the sense that like you complete a task, you do this, you do that, and then it affects your current playthrough. Which you don't really see in a lot of games. Yeah, no, it's really fucking good. Yeah, I, I had a ball of it. I, I thought it was the music is really gorgeous. cool. Like, yeah, yeah. And the visual style is really awesome. Um, and it's out through Devolver, um, who are putting out lots of great games onto the Switch at the moment. They just announced another really sick game called Gris. Gris. Yeah, yeah, G R I S. Which, like, some of the animation, if it's as fluid as what I saw in, like, the GIFs that they put on Twitter yeah, this week. Yeah, it looks like a painting. It looks insane. It's it looks incredible. Like I know, it's coming to Switch, coming to all consoles, but I just, you December. know. December. Obviously, I'm going to be playing that motherfucker December. on Switch. Uh, yeah. It looks really, really good. I've been playing uh, their game, Not a Hero, at the moment, which is a fun kind You're of shoot 'em up game. So I'm a hero, actually. You are a hero. Um, and uh, 
We didn't even go through like who was the hero. Who do you reckon out of the two of us won more games today? We're pretty fair. Yeah, I think you're right. We won various rounds of four players. He won. We won. He won. He won. He won. He won. Oh yeah. my god. Oh god. I lost a bunch. You lost a bunch. But we won a bunch. It yeah, also. it was very like leveled. Village are definitely my favorite character to play as in this in this demo build. Link, Breath of the Wild. He looks so good. Yeah. Oh, one bummer was that because there were like eight setups um, at this uh, yeah. this event. There was um, no 16 players. You couldn't really hear. No, I, you, I couldn't hear the music as I really wanted to hear that Breath of the Wild music as I was playing those courses. But you know, yeah. but that's just we'll even even more enticement to buy the game we'll when it comes out. Now answers hell for it. Yeah. Um, Lucy O'Brien's here. Remember Lucy from episode 30. fifty something? Hey Lucy, what's up? Hey fam. Um, that was a throwback to your uh, podcast name. How are you guys? I uh, won't, won't hold you up. I just have horrific hiccups, so I'm going to go back to my team. I love you guys. Uh, I hope you're talking about Smash Brothers. It was a good time. See you soon. That was the best. It's probably that the most the, the, coherent the uh, train of thought in tonight's episode. That was the best cameo we've ever yeah. had. I love that we're exclusively recording in bars again. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, a, so it's a, we, in we our contract. back on our bullshit. Yeah, the rumors are true. Uh, we are the bullshit back on us. <laughs> that's what we're renaming the podcast Bullshit Back On Us. And that's what we do now. What do you reckon was the longest period that you weren't on your bullshit? Baby, I was probably sh- the last time that I was, I was shitting my pants. I've been on my bullshit since day one. Angus, I finished a game called Iconoclasts on Saturday. Yes, you have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is yeah. a game that um, was described as a Metroidvania. But yeah, I would wow, say, surprise. having now finishing it, not a Metroidvania. It's a Metroid. It's extremely linear, linear story-based uh, platformer with shooting mechanics. Yes, you do unlock new abilities that allow you to get into rooms that you weren't able to before. But there's not much incentive for you to go back to those areas. Are you going to be disappointed when your children aren't Metroidvanias? They already are, don't worry. I'm I don't sure. think they are. No, 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 no. Their, their, their career is pretty linear. I've looked at no, it. No, every year they unlock new abilities. No, they're just, they're they're, <laughs> they're, they are linear. They scroll left to right. They're not, they don't go back. They don't get up. They don't go down. I really want you to play Iconoclast because the yeah, game, the story of this game is so strange and cool and dark. And just like my first rap EP. And also your first child. And my first child, strange, dark, and cool. Um, my brother. But it's, I don't know, it's like you, you're in this like weird world where everyone kind of abides by the rules of this bizarre cult. Yeah. And we're like basically like this space worm that lots of people look up to kind of decides the fate of certain people. And yeah, you, right. if you're worthy, you are then put into this machine and your blood is like injected with ivory. And wow. then, depending on how your body reacts to that, you either get powers or die. Yeah, that's wild. It's really, really weird and cool. So, and so was it on before a PC or something? It was a PC game, yeah. It's just come to Switch. And I think it's on other consoles now, too. But, yeah, like, you play a mechanic, and um, all she wants to do is help people. But that's, that's, that's frowned upon in this world. In fact, it's illegal. How dare you just go around helping people? Um, and uh, I found the story really, like, strange but quite fulfilling. I loved it. Cool. I'll give it a play. After my other suite of indie games. Yeah. Are you sure that's all you bought? I swear you got some more. You, you unlocked everyone in Octopath Traveler? Yeah, I got everyone in Octopath. I, uh, I got Overcooked too. We both kind of realized the Octopath Challenger, the, the key to enjoying that game yeah. is... Think of it like a subscription service. Play a chapter once a week. Yeah, that's right. Like, don't... I can't 
imagine just binging on that Some game. Some people might, and that's cool. But like, I'm just like, I can do other stuff on the side, and then dip back into a come back, chapter. play one chapter. Yeah, yeah, because the chapter is like a self-contained mini game, and you'll never forget the mechanics of the game. It's pretty simple no, RPG. Elements. And the fighting is so good in it. Yeah, the, the, I love the, the boost. And I love the art. I love how they take like a tiny little character and make it this like big grotesque character when you fight like a boss. Yeah, yeah. Have you got I a favorite character so far? Um, you've unlocked I like them all? the dancer. Yeah, Primrose. When she fought, fought that like gross... Uh, sexy man. Yeah, sexy man. The sex sex slave man. I like Primrose. I like uh, the hunter. I yep. forget her name. Hanor. She's great. She's got the worst name. Yep. The like Apocatrius is super shit. I'm I'm into it. How he like like goes to track down the snake. Yeah, it's fucking dumb. I did that one last night, and I was like, wow, here we are. <laughs> fucking. Idiot. It just feels so small scale, just compared yeah, to everybody else. Yeah, compared to the other ones, they're like, I'm fighting the man who's enslaved me my whole life, or I'm doing this. But uh, there's a lot of negativity towards that game. Um, but I feel like it's all from reviewers that you know played the entire thing in one sitting or yeah I don't think it's meant for that no I think it's, it's definitely almost like the perfect switch game in the sense you can pick it up and yeah. play a chapter it's, here it ain't gonna leave that switch slot I'm gonna the play fact they call it chapters like is indicative to that I think definitely yeah yeah um, it's been a most video game episode in ages do you want to, you want to change it up you want to talk no, about you want really. to talk about who is America <sighs> no I don't okay what it's do you fine. what do you want to do that's a childish game no. who is America yeah, I'm sick of like artists being like, "This is America." Like, yeah, we know what it is. What, what other artists besides Gambino's done that? Uh, Sasha Baron Cohen. <laughs> I've been watching a lot of Battlestar Galactica again. That's it's, all I have to say. You said to me recently that that's your favorite show of all time. Oh yeah, hands down, favorite live action TV show. It's it's better than anything. Really? Yeah, absolutely. It's my third rewatch. Can you like sell it to me? I don't like all I know about it is the is the Portlandia sketch about so it. So matter imagine um, so it was a shitty you need context. So it was a shitty show in the seventies. Right. Like a rip off of Star Wars about uh, evil empire and the heroes who try to fight against it. Then imagine thirty years later it got remade as a basically blade run of the T V series. Right. So the whole crux of the original TV series was humans made robots and the big scary silver robots were the villains. And that was the show. They're like, oh no, we enslaved uh, robots. Now they're villains. So the new one is, oh, we don't know what villains and... Sorry, we don't know what the robots look like because they look like humans. And it stars Edward James almost, who was in the original Blade Runner as the lead character. Right. And it's a... So the first, epi- the, mini- the first episode of the miniseries is um, there's this place in the galaxy and they have 12 colonies. And one day they're attacked by these things called Cylons. And they're like, oh, wow, we haven't heard of the Cylons for so long. We used to build the Cylons. They were our slaves, our robotic slaves to help us. And then they discover that the Cylons look like us now. There's no difference between them. Inside, outside, they have the same internal organs. And the population gets decimated and it becomes like a tenth of the percentage. And then they're like, well, when we formed these 12 colonies, it was a 13th colony and they went to a place called Earth and we have to go find it. But the guy who says it, he's like, oh, that's just in the Bible. It's no real thing. It's a fake thing. And it's like about who is human? What is human? What is the human condition? Is there an Earth? And it's like this amazing series and there's like a crew of nobody... It's like the end of Ragnarok, and they're like going towards this thing. They believe most of them don't believe in it. It's like the equivalent of heaven, and they're like, "Oh, this thirteenth tribe left us, and they discovered Earth, and they founded Earth." And they're like, "It's a lie. 
It was written about in the Bible. It's not real. So how reliant is it on special effects, like space sci-fi no, stuff no. at all? They use bullets. There's no lasers. Okay. There no sound effects in space. Like, it's very realistic. There's no... Yeah, they make a decision to just use bullets for the whole thing. And no, Are they in spaceships and stuff? Or? They're space. I mean, they're in a fleet, but it's a human drama. Okay, cool. Yeah, How many insane. episodes? They wrote it with an ending. It ends at season four. How many like episodes per season? Uh, 13 or so. Okay. 13 like, and 20. It, like it an hour long each? Those. 40. 40, okay. Yeah. It sounds doable. It's incredible. <coughs> I have it all on Blu-ray. It is legitimately... I'm watching it for the third time. I'm like, I, th- yeah, this is the best show I've made. If, if Star Wars at its best is a 10, where is Battlestar at its best? So Ronald D. Moore, who developed this series, when Lucasfilm used to own... Well, when George Lucas used to own Lucasfilm, they were developing a TV series called Star Wars Underworld. And he's the guy who made Battlestar Galactica. And it was going to be this series set between episode three and four, like the darker underbelly side of Star Wars. So take from that what you will. Bye, Lucy. <laughs> take from that what you will. No, that, it's that like a mature sci-fi series. It's amazing. And the allegory is like terrorism, communism, whatever you want it to be. It's just like the person sitting next to you might be the person you think they are. It's like Blade Runner, the TV series. It's okay. like, is that person real or not? I'm like, I'm, I'm officially past the halfway point of Neon Genesis Evangelion, your favorite. So that's my favorite series ever. Battlestar is right next to it. Okay. Exciting. And how do you like Battle uh, Neon Genesis? It's amazing. I haven't gotten to the crippling depression part of it yet, but I know it's coming. You will. You will. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I'm loving it. I love the the, the style of the, of the show, how vibrant the visuals are, the characters I'm obsessed with, like just the. Who's your favorite ideas. character? Um, I love uh, the red-haired girl from Germany. Oscar. Osaka. 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 Yeah. Oscar. Yeah. Oscar's cool. And I love I like the, the best. I was gonna say the girl that she he, the guy lives with. Yeah, Masato is my favorite. Gendo is also my favorite. <laughs> there are a few, like, you know when you see, like, product placement in... Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage... Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. 
That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. In like your average show and you're like, I don't feel like that product. When, what's her name? Masato drinks Masato, it. Ibisu. Yubisu beer. I'm like, oh, I would love 100 Yubisu beers. she drinks beers. it well. She smashes it down. I wish I could drink every beer. She's a great character. Yeah. She challenges a I, lot I also love the penguin. Pen Pen, yeah, I love Pen Pen too. And it's just, it's just there. It's, a, it's an incredible show. It has really good comedy in it. It has very, for the amount of shit you're about to go through soon, it, the comedy is very necessary. Yeah, sure. Um, the second episode of season seven of Venture Brothers aired last night. How was that? Well, it's doing that, do you remember that, that great trio of South Park episodes where it was um, three different points of view yep. on the same night? Yep. It was like Halloween night. No, was it, what, it, was it was like, like season like, five, I think, and it had like the big Moses flashing yeah, so head. And the, it was Halloween night, and then it was Carmen in a Halloween house. Yeah. Stan and another one. Yeah. That was like, I love that trio of episodes. I, I love in general, like, you know, seeing the same <coughs> event or, you know, night yeah, from one. different points of view. One of them was view. babysitting a bunch of kids, I remember. That's right. Yeah. It's like um, Cartman's being babysat by Stan's older sister. Yeah. With all the cats. The cat orgy episode. And the Carl, and yes. And Carl's at the Jew camp and they had like the Tron-esque head of Moses. And then all the all the parents are having like an accidental orgy or something yeah, like that. Yeah, like yeah. Stan Marsh walks in on yeah. the others. That's what they all get in the hot tub together. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's the three episodes of the South Park. This is the first three episodes of this season have been all... Um, like, you, you see it from the, the point of view of the main family in the first oh, episode. Wow. And then across, they're all living in New York now. And so there's, like, new crime bosses that they have to live with. And it's led by this guy who's, like, essentially, like, the Venture Brothers version of the Kingpin. And uh, his name is Wide Whale. And he's someone who's been spliced with, like, whale DNA. So he's, like, wow. half whale. And he's, like, a classic kind of, like, Godfather-esque kind of, like, New York Italian um, crime boss. And they're so out there. They're real people. That... that this 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 episode is seen from his point of view. Plus, like, so in in the Venture Brothers, if you want to be a villain, you have to register with the Guild of Calamitous Intent, and uh, which is like this, you know, ridiculous like bureaucracy kind of bureaucratic kind of way of you know registering villains and and uh, and and how to you know hench for a villain all that kind of thing. Um, and so the, a lot of a lot of those characters are in this episode too, and then it ends on another cliffhanger, and so that we finally get to see like kind of like the crux of all this crazy shit that's gone down. Hopefully, from a completely different point of view from next episode. I gotta watch it. It's so good, man. I know. And like, just the it does callbacks to like basically like everything happens in this series for a reason. If and even if in season three you're like that was an amazing throwaway joke, they always revisit moments. And make they don't make you go like, oh man, I wish they didn't just leave that alone as yeah, a joke. Right. <clears throat> it's always like, oh my god, fuck. That's the boy why. Did loved Evangelion, love it. Yes, of course, yeah, game. yeah, yeah, cool. yeah, definitely. I gotta go pee. Is that okay? Of course, yeah, yeah. Angus right. is gonna go pee. And we're back, Angus. How was that pee? You know, it was filled with a lot of uh, lesser folk. The toilets were free beforehand, oh. so now there's this this venue's filled up a lot. There's a lot of people with high really in shields as back. Oh, I was like, oh no, he's gonna talk about pee, and then I'm like, oh no, this is way worse. No, this is worse. There's a lot of people with high really in backpacks. They've let the other people in now. The riff raff. 
The, the Fortnite, the dabbers. I was da- I was trying to piss and I was I was dabbing. I couldn't piss. I was. Angus was really pushing for us to try and unplug one of the switches at the Smash event and start playing no Fortnite. no Wi-Fi here. We couldn't play Fortnite. I hate Fortnite. Fortnite's the worst game. So we just started doing the dance in the middle of the room. And we're dabbing. dabbing. We're flossing. We're doing... What's worse? Flabbing, uh, flabbing or dossing? You were like, hey, where's Reggie? Where's, where's the Reggie? battle where's bus? battle bus? I'm, yeah. f- I, I'm dabbing. Yeah. The... I can, it was an evil necessity to put it on the Switch, but what a dumb game. Like, no one cares I've still about never it. played it, and it's also, like, the most cared about game in the ever. I know. <laughs> I love it, the fact... I, I've registered, but I'm not playing it. You have played it. It's the worst. You walk around, nothing's going on, and then you realize you've come 22nd in, like, a <laughs> battle royale of 100, and you're like, oh, I guess I guess I was good. Where are the Nintendogs trophies in Fortnite? There's none... There are no Nintendogs trophies. Can you still play as Thanos and dab on him? And you can't, you know, you can't dab as Thanos Gauntlet. anymore, which yeah. I think is a huge oversight. Yeah. That, like, my favorite part of Infinity War was when um, Thanos Thor, dabbed on you know, Spider-Man. Yeah, Thor like, plunges his hammer through Thanos' chest and then Thanos Dabs. looks at him and goes, oh, you should have gone for the dab. And then, oh! And then they floss. And, yeah. then, it's, it's very, and then Ninja says uh, the N-word. And then Migos come on stage. Yeah, and it's it's cool. It's such a cool game. Yeah. I love what it stands Stir for. Stir Fry starts playing. I love, I love how inclusive it is. <laughs> I think it's cool that everyone can play a video game. I think it's cool that everybody... Um, so a couple of weeks ago, Angus, we talked about Sasha Baron Cohen's latest show, Who is America? Um, yeah. And we both said, like, you know, this is actually like a pretty... Interesting, like that first episode, like I was like, oh, I, you know, I wasn't expecting to like this as much as I, I was, uh, as I did. Yeah. And then the second episode aired and a name popped up in the credits that I did not know was involved in this series. And that is the name Nathan of Nathan Fielder, Fielder from Nathan, Nathan For You. Probably, probably one of the best shows of the last 30 years. On one of my most watched uh, YouTubes is called Morning Walk. And it is a, sh- a, a short that Nathan Fielder made on YouTube like 10, 11 years ago. And it's him and his uh, like housemate scatting. <laughs> He's asking me what? Like scatting, scoop, do, ba da ba. Have you ever seen that? It's, I haven't seen it. It's a it. perfect YouTube. Nathan Fielder is incredible. Um, they also do one where they do like their version of the Whisper song, which is really good too. Um, oh, like. Yeah, yeah. I'll put them in the uh, in the, in the show description. He's great. He's Canadian. And he's excellent. He used to be on this. Uh, he used to do this segment on a Canadian sketch show, uh, show called On Your, your side. side. On Your Side. On Your Side. On Your Side. On Your Side. He's great. Um, what was the show called? It was like kind of the this, comedic. This hour has 20 minutes or something yeah. like that. Yeah. It was like the daily show. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, you know, he's like kind of like the master of awkward comedy, especially through his show, um, Nathan yeah, For You, which was he's produced. He's so non confronting. He's very passive. He's. Yeah, kind of like he looks he's like awkward the enough to. He's like the comedy with the fact where like people trust him. Yes. And start like opening up and start talking about things that they probably wouldn't do. Uh, an interviewer or a host who was more aggressive. And then, so there are a number of people in the credits of the more recent episodes, uh, the last, like, you know, the episode two to four. Nathan Fielder keeps popping up. And, uh, and also other people from, like, the Absolutely crew who kind of did Nathan For You and other um, Tim, Tim and Eric, Eric produced productions. productions. Um, and it really feels like like a Nathan really Fielder does. kind of show, yeah. but with Sasha Baron Cohen in the Which leading is a role. Dream team. That's some, like, it works so well. Yeah, and I'm so glad they're finally teaming up. There must be, like, huge huge fans of one another so we've spent enough time with you know I guess like the three to four main characters I guess you have you have he's a, really guys right. so he's your favourite he wasn't originally but now I'm just like he gets the the responses he elicits are just I, I am so fucking obsessed with the shitty left wing guy he's great I didn't like the rap battle one that much I got it 
I just okay, okay, what, what saved it. me the the rap battle moment is how many times he brings up that he lives in a yurt <laughs> while on stage. I like that he was like, "You can have sex with my wife." And like, I like that he was like, being like, "Yeah, you can sleep with my wife." And I, if she, it's her decision. But I was just like, I get the character. Like, I've seen Portlandia. It's a bit... I think it's way funnier than Portlandia. Oh, it's way In a funnier. way, it's like making fun of Portlandia as oh, well. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's just like, how left-wing can you be? I get I lo- That character is great. But I just think the Israeli terror expert gets the best responses still. It's just like the the, the, the shit of the shit. Yeah, also, because, you know, it helps that he chooses the worst people in the universe to kind yeah, of Yeah, and they love him. They want to impress him for some reason. Yeah. For some reason. They're drawn to this like extreme alpha male. Um, when they when they had Bone Crusher, um, who did Never Scared, one of the best rap songs of all time, yes. as the guest with the really left wing guy, and uh, just like he's calling me like a poet from Atlanta. Oh my god, I, I fucking destroyed me. It's so yeah, uncomfortably it really funny. Yeah, this it's, is it's really good. It's really great, and like you know, it's up there with the best bits from the Borat film. But if you rewatch like. The Ali G show. He was there's this. a lot of shitty like filler stuff. This there's no filler. There's like beyond like I didn't really like that first Everything episode sketch with a guy who makes artwork out of shit and cum. Yeah, he's back. But but uh, everything else, I I, I just I, don't know, I I think is if it either makes me laugh or it makes me like cringe to a point where I'm like oh, I can't believe that he's doing this and like, yeah. that's exciting. I'm glad it's still happening yeah. and I'm glad it's Sasha Baron Cohen. And I just like I'm I'm so excited to see where this series goes because yeah, you know that next? they're saving. Like the, honestly, I love that we got an episode that was just um, Arad and the left wing guy. Like yeah, yeah. Maybe one episode would be one person. Maybe it's Donald Trump. Um, in the credits, um, all the music is credited to someone called like Arad. Um, Baron Cohen and that is I thought it was like a dumb character but it's actually Sasha Baron Cohen's older brother wow well I know like, Hudson Mohawk does not a music for an episode coming up oh really yeah but this, this scene where the shit guy makes he said like he makes music and I think if they got uh, Hudson Mohawk that's to so do funny it. but this guy Aaron Baron Cohen he has done all of uh, like he did the music for Dali G Show he did the music for all the Borat right. and he actually won awards for the Borat score and then got invited to create yeah. music for someone in Kazakhstan. That's like, amazing. For like the government to like collaborate with it's stuff. his brother. Yeah, his brother. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah, so he's a very talented guy. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I, I'm, I'm very surprised by how much I'm enjoying this series. It's one of the, it's the only comedy I keep watching. It's, and it is just kind of like, it is fun to have a show that's just kind of, you know, getting a new episode every week and just whacking it on. And You have no idea what it, to expect. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's great. I think it's a very important show right now. It sounds very cliche, but it's like it's great to see both sides being made fun of. Obviously, the right's being made fun of more, and that's a good thing. But it's also good to see the left being made fun of because left are fucking idiots too. Like I was a part of the left. Like we're fucking stupid. So Angus, you got to pick a character from Who Is America, Neon Genesis, Genesis of Evangelion, um, Battlestar Galactica, and the Venture Brothers to be characters in Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. One, one character, from one from each. Who would a you one pick? One of all of it. Oh, I, no, I, one from each. I, I I don't know Venture Brothers. So. Well, I, mean, I think Brock Sampson is the obvious choice from that one, sure. so we'll go with him. But all right, um, Battlestar Galactica, the old man. Okay. Which is uh, Edward James almost. He's the greatest character ever. Okay. Evangelion. You got to have uh, one of the guys in in one of the the Evangelions. No, Pen-Pen. oh Pen-Pen just be okay. Just a Pen would be a great move. Just or eating, an angel eating fish and drinking Satchel, beer. Satchel, the third angel, the first angel you see with like the big beak and like grabs the thing. What about that big triangle? Just the big triangle. Yeah. That could oh be fun. yeah, no, it's a big uh, dodecahedron. <laughs> right. 
Uh, diamond. Diamond, I think. What, pyramid. Pyramid. No, it's not pyramid because that's two sides. Not true. Um, and, yeah, the Israeli guy. Okay. Easily. Awesome. Well, we do it in full, full circle. Slightly shorter the episode than usual this week, but no, that's okay, matter. Angus, because... I'm going to now give everybody a sneak peek of a certain special episode that we put up on our Patreon last week. It was so good. Hey, you know what's even better than 2018? 2000 and great. Eight. Oh my God. The the same year that Black Eyed Peas gave us a song with the lyric, I'm so 2008, you're so 2000 and late. Do they also give us the lyric, let's get... (laughs) (laughs) Um, We did an episode of our radio show, Hey FM, last week. And uh, it is a 2008 special. Every year we're going to do a 10 years looking back episode. where we Every try year. Every single year. It's our the, commitment. The, yeah, for the next 50 years we're going to do Hey FM. 200 years of Hey Fam. Wow. Archie's going to do it. My cat will do it. Yep. We've got all of the guests. Um, the clone of your cat. She'll be there. Archie's child. Um, yeah, so we're gonna, we, we did one all about 2008 where we were in de- very different places to where we are now. Very different. Barely humans. I was a piece of shit. And we picked uh, we picked songs. There's, there's stories about our time in 2008. We had a lot less beers than what we've had tonight. Angus at never at no point runs for a piss break. What more could you want in a bonus episode? So um, we're going to play like a snippet from this episode now, the first 10 minutes. And uh, if you would like to hear the full version of this episode, head over to our Patreon page, which is patreon.com slash heyfam. And just a couple of bucks each month gets you access to not only the bonus, bonus episodes, episode. bonus but, illegal episodes, but also yeah, with, with, with full versions of the songs that we program. Um, we've recorded them. Yeah, we've recorded them ourselves. It's uh, Angus and I doing cover versions, and it also gets you access to um, the Hey Fam Patreon Facebook group, which is uh, a really fucking cool place to hang out because it's like a hundred-ish people um, who have similar interests to, to us, and uh, we just talk about memes and all the dumb shit that we do. Uh, on the show and outside of it there's uh, regular threads for all the television shows and, uh, and movies that we talk about on the show there's music recommendation threads there's a meme thread every single week um, every week I go through all of the eShop <laughs> it's actually um, the most Nintendo should employ him for this yeah I go through like basically the entire list of games that come out every week on the, on the Nintendo Switch and let you know my recommendations with a, uh, a short paragraph about each game and a uh, link to the, the trailer it's a, it's a great Priceless. place to be. Plus, of course, you get the questionnaire. This week, Angus, Fuck. it was pretty insane in there. Um, we finally asked yeah, the, 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 bravest, the bravest question we've ever asked in the questionnaire. So every Friday in the HeyFam hey Patreon group, I asked uh, 10 questions for the official questionnaire. And uh, this week, as, uh, as, as teased last week, I asked the question, who is the better Angus? Angus, yeah, that was a loaded question. Angus or Levens. And um, you know what? I think it was a tie. <laughs> That's even worse. Um, Tommy Dasilo got more votes than both of us, I think. Yeah, that's a donkey vote. Like, that actually doesn't count. Like, if you put the egg in as an answer, congratulations, you're a coward. Well, I've it done, doesn't really count. I've done three of these so far. Angus, this Friday, do you want to make it your questionnaire debut? And you can do the 10 questions? Yeah, I'll come up with them. All right, Angus is going to do the questionnaire this, the, this Friday. Yeah. Um, it's going to be good. Gonna head be over good to patreon.com slash heyfam um, to find uh, all the ways that you can support the show. And uh, yeah, five bucks a month gets you access to both the group with the questionnaire plus all the bonus episodes, including this next episode, all about 2008 that you're about to hear a snippet from now. Angus, a.k.a. Um, Link in Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, 
Angus, actually, if you were in Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, what would be what would your final Smash move be? Get the hell out of here. This guy's had way too many craft beverages. He needs getting to go out pass out. No, we should beverage. have some more after this. Okay, we have some more craft beverages. Yeah, but it's like getting out of the podcast. Okay, getting out of the podcast. <laughs> we'll talk normally after we hit <laughs> stop. Angus wants we to... We don't normally talk like this. What do we, how do we normally talk? In accents? Uh, bleep, bleep, and bleep. Oh, right. N-words. N-words. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to Hey Fam, and we will see you next time. Enjoy your morning. Hasta mañana. We must be crazy. Hey, Fum, and welcome to Hey FM. The vowless, uh, superior, some might say, version of Hey Fam. All you pay for it, and we don't say vowels in the title. No A's, all ass. Yeah. Um, we got a, a ripper of a show for you tonight. We're going, jumping in the time machine, going mm. back to a little year. Maybe you've heard of it. 2008. You know what? The GFC just hit. <laughs> this <laughs> really, is the really GFC did. episode. Man, we're, we're going to go back to the, our favorite songs from this year. Plus, we're going to try and go back to some dark dark moments in our lives that w- took place during 2008. 2008 is good. Dark Knight came out. I started dating my now wife. Yeah, I started... You broke up with me to start dating you. <laughs> my year was... I had a real bad year. <laughs> you left me for your wife. No, that uh, didn't happen. Um, I moved in with my sister. The MCU kicked off. Mine are all movie things because I had nothing personal going on in my life because I was like... You know, I went on to uh to the states with someone called Catcall. I um was at university and receiving our study. Was that was that the year that you got the um when Kevin Rudd gave everybody gave everybody seven yeah, like no, seven hundred bucks? Yeah, yeah, no, you got a thousand dollars. Thousand dollars. Two of them. I didn't. I hadn't done my tax, so I never got that money. Yeah, well, stimulus package. Yeah, I got stimmed. You got doubled. I got stimmy. GFC baby. Was that 2008? No, that, that was maybe 2009 that after was, the GFC. That was how Australia fought the, the global financial crisis yeah, by giving shopping. everybody money. It was great. Um, yeah, it was real fun uh, for some people. Yeah. Um, but you know what was fun for everybody? Music, Angus. And that's what Hey FM is all about every month sometimes. Sometimes we look forward. Sometimes we look next to us. But this night, day, whenever you're listening, we're looking back. And uh, we've picked five songs each from, our, from the decade. Um, it was a weird year, wasn't it? I said music. I said in the episode we recorded this 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 like just earlier mm. that this was not a good year for music. But then I when I was trying to select songs, I, I picked like like five too many. Yeah, I did too. I mean, so, I, I, you know, I, it was a sick year. It was a really sick year. It was a good year. I just think it was a strange year for me. I can't remember a lot of this year. I think I've blocked a lot out. I feel like I had a tragic year, but it was a year where I had a big breakup and I was living with the person I broke up with, who's still a great friend. Mm-hmm. Um, that was really weird, and I think it was I was I was at a really strange crossroads where I was doing university for the third time because I dropped out twice before. Uh-huh. I didn't know what I was doing, and I was just a shitty part-time job, and like I had not achieved um, level thirty. I was very level one, um, <laughs> Angus. You know, yeah, but it's still a formative time. <laughs> like, I, I the things I remember when I, I, I just like I listed then are like media, which I probably consumed, and that's all I did. I would just get drunk with friends and watch movies. So, yeah, we were 23. Yeah, um, I started the year living in a share house in Newtown, ended it living in a share house, uh, in Annandale, both Sydney. Um, except the end of the year, I was with living with my girlfriend, who's now my wife, Bianca, and my sister as well, which was uh. My living sit up situation for quite a few it was, years. It was for ages. We, yeah. we moved to a couple of different houses, but we all were like, yeah, the three of us stayed together plus one other random. Yeah. To um, be a fly on that wall or the random. <laughs> um, and uh, a lot of the songs that I've picked, like basically, like, I had a lot of kick ons in 2008. Yeah. Uh, I was doing a lot of uh, 
what they call on the street party drugs pingus pingus yeah don't listen uh, to this archie <laughs> well, uh, if you paid five dollars you you're entitled to and it. my greatest trick in the world would be uh for everyone to to convince everybody to uh to cough up the, do- the dosh take a couple pingus and uh then like we'd be at a nightclub and then as soon as mine would kick in i'd be like hey let's all leave and go um and cuddle on a couch somewhere for the next six hours just cuddle heaps of people. No, I'm not cuddling. Like, you know, you, I, I basically like hold a YouTube party at my oh, house. Oh, yeah, that's way better. Until the sun came up. So, I was up. doing that without drugs because I was so poor. I was holding, <laughs> I was watching the, using the Wii to watch YouTube, uh-huh. which was awesome. That's one of the best Wii features that is still slept on to this day, that it was the best version of YouTube definitely. watching at the time. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You just pass the remote to somebody and they'd put in something. But yeah. But I don't know if you've ever been. I was uh, like if living if, if on ever, the poverty been... line at this era. I was still living in finally the same house I was into two years ago. Oh, shit. Yeah, I was living there. I'd moved out. I would. I would soon move out, but then I would move back in under uh-huh. a strange uh, set of circumstances. But you know, the people I met that year are some of uh, still some of my like best friends. Uh huh. Lloyd, you know. Tom Cruise. Tom, uh, Tom is. I we 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 know each other before then, but uh, I got my Kitty cat Pride. the next year. No, oh, the next know, year she wasn't born yet. It was I hadn't done yeah. It was, oh, was KP almost ten years old. That's crazy. Next year she's ten. Yeah, she's nine now. Um, wait, does that mean? Yeah, no, that doesn't mean she was born. Yeah, it was it was it was a, it wasn't a great year, but it was a it was a important year. Um, some big Roger albums. Died. Wow. Yeah. Fuck. Maybe we should just make all of. Uh, I was the, almost going to put someone, in the, th- that, the that Dark weird Knight, rap- the, the um the like the Joker's theme from the Dark Knight. There's a rapper from Perth that dedicated a song to Heath Ledger. It's really cringy. I'll try and find it and put it in the Heath Patreon group. Yeah. Holy <laughs> shit, that's sick. Um, Angus, let's kick it off with one of your songs. Um, lots of big albums came out uh, in uh, 2008. Um, I've got some big rap albums. It's for, like the Carter Three by Lil Wayne. Well, We've I had got- a Carter Three song, and then I was like, let's um. You keep that one. 808s and Heartbreaks uh, by Kanye West, of course, came out in 2008. Uh, Divisive at the time, but is now a look back upon it's a, it's a seminal record. But we both chosen a few indie tracks. and uh, I would, Indie was king then. Bloghouse was a big thing. I've, people, got, I've got a little bit of Bloghouse coming up. People had blogs. Yep. Bands would send you a track and you wouldn't have that many viewers, but that, yeah, this is like pre-streaming music sites. And- I have I have some old music blogs still. I actually one of my early jobs was um I I would I basically convinced a bunch of small record labels in Australia to pay mm. me a small amount of money to send their songs to blogs. Yeah, right. So, so I, was, I was a receiving end of that. I had a blog that was successful. What was your blog? Uh I don't I will tell you about it another day. Okay. Is this all it's all around? No, it's not around. Flu- but it helped get me like jobs and stuff. Yeah, it was fluid. No, it was um it was called Pitchfork. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I ran that with the person I actually like broke up with oh, and someone yeah, right. else was in I Melbourne no and it was, it was successful. We got invited to like a lot of gigs and got sent free shit and we leaked the Daft Punk tour before it was announced by Modular. I was working at Modular yeah, when yeah. that happened. And then I worked there a year later and they <laughs> didn't know. <laughs> yeah. So I, I began this year. You actually know what? No, I, I quit Modular. I quit Modular at the end of 2007, which is an Australian record label that yeah. Angus would end up working for too, but I was still... There's a song from the label in here. Yeah, I, I thought I was going to have to include a muscle song on this because I was his manager at the time. Wrong year. It came out in 2007. Yeah. Thankfully, didn't make the cut. Well, look, when we do Hey FM in uh, 2027... Yeah, we can do yeah, the 20 do years now. ago. That's fine. Um, so, let's kick off with what I think is the biggest indie album of the year, and that is Vampire Weekend's self-titled yeah. uh, album. It's probably still the song that sounds the best out of all of my choices, I think. Like, production-wise? Just the best song. It's the best... Uh, yeah, Paranoid's up there, too. Um, yeah, I think it's just like, it, it, like I, I think I spoke about Vampire Weekend on the main podcast recently. No one, they didn't, looking at their name, they could just be 
lost in a sea of indie bands that were out at the time. Mm-hmm. But they sounded like nobody else and they still do, I think. Right. Like currently. And you just saw them live recently? I saw them live and this is such a brilliant timeless song. I think it could come out of any decade from the 80s onwards. Is this the first song on the album? No, it's the fourth, uh, third song. Is A-Punk the first song on the album? No, the first song's Mounted Roof. Oh, I like that song too. Yeah. I haven't listened to album in ages. It's a great album. It's like pound for pound, a terrific record. Every track is... Uh, yeah, I love this album. It's one of the, the great debut albums. This is know? like their first single as well, right? From the No, A-Punk was. This right, is the sure. f- fourth track. Okay, fourth yeah. track. You already told me that. Yeah. It was, uh, it was either going to be this, Oxford Comma, um, Walcott, Campus. Like I could have picked almost any track <laughs> of this record, but I decided Cape Cod Quasa Quasa just because it's production and it's it's about the sparseness you know it's I've, very got, I've got an african remix of this should we play that instead yeah let's just do african remixes of every single track <laughs> we'll be very 2008 of us yeah actually we'd be honestly <laughs> uh well, let's hear cape cod kwasa kwasa by vampire weekend like yeah of course yeah it's a, it's a stone cold classic every huh? every morning when i make my bed i think about this song do you really no <laughs> uh, why is that a phrase is your bed made oh uh, yeah that's a song yeah. lyric <laughs> um like when i wear my louis vuitton i <laughs> think about it and my colors have been a ton of shit. Um, you listen to Hair Fam. This is Vampire Weekend. So, um, kind of spoke about this just before when I said one of the songs on my list was from Modula. This is probably the band that's probably the biggest glow up out of every band on this list, almost right? Who's become like critical? Oh no, that's that's a lie. A lot of these bands are still artists are still very. Yeah, but this this band in particular got got the biggest out of all of them and stayed big instead of burning out like so many yeah. other modular I mean, bands did. Yeah, yeah, and I mean one of them, you know, they're on a Travis Scott record that came out two days ago. Yeah, we're talking about Tame Impala. Tame Impala, a little band from Perth. I mean, a little solo project from Perth, mm-hmm. which uh, has a touring live touring aspect. But yeah, I I, I started working modular maybe the year before their debut album came out in a speaker. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was off their debut EP. Self-titled again. So we got a self-titled song from Vampire Weekend at the start. From Sorry, so from self-titled album. album. Yeah, it's a great time. And actually, my other one of my choices is Weezer's uh, self-titled album as well. <laughs> great. Um, but you could say that about any, any Weezer. 50% any of, Weezer of Weezer records, yeah. Yeah. they're all self-titled. Um, yeah, this is, uh, you know, it, 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 it does. There's hints of what I think the greatness of Tame Impala. This isn't any by, by means their best song. This is the best of that EP, I think. Best song on that EP. Yeah. And it's the one that they re-recorded it for Inner Speaker. Uh, a newer version which is more like the tame we know but i mean tame now is just such a beautifully layered like it's that like tame sound like tame now basically they have such a unique definitely sound they weren't looking backwards as much as a lot of artists who came out at that time who solely looked backwards to for their sound they were looking forwards as well and you, you know what i mean like there's there's hints of the past and like bands like yes and stuff like the beatles and a lot of psychedelic stuff there's also a lot of newer influences on tame mm-hmm. that, that that wasn't too present on this song but i just think this like it sounds dumb but this riff is great and it's just driving like the song doesn't really stop it's not a real chorus there's no real verse that they could either part either verse or chorus could be the verse or chorus yep it's just this great driving rock song yeah totally desire be desire go was its yeah. name i'm um, a big fan of it what do you think yeah well i I, uh, I was working at modular in 2007 as i mentioned earlier and this this band was brought to our attention yeah. while I was still working there. Sure. Um, and we got their cover of Remember Me by yeah. Blue Boy, um, which is really, really good. Yeah, and uh, I remember like there was like a bit of a bidding war. Like at the time, like if you were an Australian band, like there was no better label to be on in yeah. theory than Modular. Like that's where the Avalanche has put out their music, cut copy, the presets. 
um, muscles, uh, like so many bigger Australian acts from from back in those days. Um, and it's you know it's crazy that the label completely imploded and the owner of the label got sued and has been bankrupt so many times in his life. But uh, Tame Impala rose out of that disaster like a yeah, like a phoenix, and they they are huge. They're still you know any reputable like they were in headlines last week for something like headlining of the Pitchfork Festival, I think. Like they're such a reputable, respected band. Yeah, they've put out three flawless records. I think like my each, son loves them. Your son, yeah, it's great. Timeless. I don't know. I think they're great. I just had to stick them on here as like a historical point. They're one of my favorite bands i ended up becoming like pals with them They're, like i had to drive them around when in a speaker was out and pick <laughs> them up from the airport and spend a lot of time with them in the early days and they were like super kind lovely dudes um i still see them in my current job occasionally mm-hmm. and we still chat and catch up and i just think that yeah you know i'm lucky to i'm like we're lucky to have a band like tame impala i think there's a lot of integrity with tame impala it's a true Yes, yeah, there's no cringe involved in proclaiming your love no, for, for, no, uh, for Tame Impala. Whereas yeah. I feel like a lot of Australian stuff. And no matter what when music you say you're you love into, them, like, oh, like, oh, for sure. I love them for an Australian band yeah. or whatever, but no, they're, they're world class. I mean, yeah, they're world class. They're like big, a lot of big members of the hip hop community performers love Tame Impala. You Rihanna, know what I mean? Rihanna yeah. covered one of their songs on yeah. her last album. Travis Scott, like we just said, they're a producer. Got, got Kevin, Kevin produced an entire track for yeah, them. Yeah. He produced track. Uh, it's called, um, I forget what it's called because the album just came out. The, he's the kind of artist that I would love to see collaborate Skeletons. with. Skeletons. Like, with like Frank Ocean or something like that. It's be amazing. Yeah, it'd be, that's a great a whole album. That'd be the best. Um, so yeah, that was uh, the first two songs on the on this episode of Hey FM, chosen by Angus. We are in 2008 currently. Yeah. And in 2008, uh, I officially stopped working for anybody and concentrated on being a DJ first and foremost. What's a DJ stand for for all of those? Uh, disc jockey. Disc jockey, yeah. Um, and uh, I just want to give a quick shout out to Dion Evans, who just became a Patreon And you member. can too. Yeah. Oh, you already are. No, everyone listening right Welcome now. Welcome, so Dion. Yeah. You're listening to this. He yeah. knew. He knew he we knew. were recording. He's like, his 20, 2008 signal went off. <laughs> and he's like, i gotta, I got I to gotta spend gotta the money. i got to sign up. Um, but uh, yeah, so I... I I was pretty much DJing. Oh, yeah. Dion Evans asked to join a Patreon yeah. fam. I just got that alert too. Amazing. Should I let just him in? Dion. Yeah, let him in for sure. Dion, welcome. Dion, welcome to the fam. fam. How's that? This You too could get a bizarrely personalized shout out. If well, no, you everyone listening already has because they wouldn't be listening to this unless they were. Yeah, I've got to stop doing that, haven't I? <laughs> um, yeah, so I, that meant that I was uh, taking gigs. Wait, so worth- Dion paid, right? Yeah, he paid. Don't all right, worry. He's in. Fine, all right. <laughs> Dion's in. I would not have said hello to that cunt unless he'd paid. And he doesn't have a. Uh, CW header, great. I'm in. No. <laughs> he's lovely. I love him. I think he's my favorite person right now. That's amazing. Yeah, big call. Um, yeah, so I, I went in 2008 was when I started going. Okay, cool. I need to start playing like every night of the week if I can. So I was DJing at that's, like that's heavy World Bar where I met my wife like Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays, and Saturdays. Um, and then uh, yeah, I was I was touring like a, a lot. Song. Touring a lot. Um, and uh, doing a lot of uh, weird shows in clubs in like Adelaide and Brisbane and Perth, heaps. Um, so we had very different lives at this stage. Yeah. And like then you I, and I were very different. I toured, um, I did like CMJ Festival I, in, I in New York. I knew about Batman comics and you didn't. <laughs> That's very true. Uh, it was a crazy year of, of like really, really trying to make as much CMJ, money. CMJ, remember that DJing. was a huge thing? It was huge. It was like, it was the... It was like South by Southwest before the, South the by York. Southwest yeah. started being about And now it's tech. not a thing anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, Sam J, I forgot about that. What does it stand for? Um, country music, no, I didn't, I don't know, something music, come the M's jack for music. Off, man. Yep, that's what it means. 
Come man, Jack. Come man. Um, but yeah, so I... Uh, Mulva. Someone that, I, that I, I, I did it a lot with in 2008 was Diplo. Yeah. Um, and uh, he and I uh, actually started a charity with another friend That's of ours right. in Las Vegas called Heaps Decent uh, in 2007. In 2008, uh, we did like... He toured Australia twice and uh, stayed for like an extra month and would just kind of like play extra weird parties that like we would do like warehouse parties or like weird little things like that. And that was like at the start. What of did him, he love about Australia? What was his affinity? Just like just eating meat pies and taking heaps of drugs. <laughs> I don't know. Not really. Just the dream. Know. Yep. So the dream, um, the, the, the Anzac dream. I once saw Diplo um, at the front of um, the club that I used to have a restaurant at. Um, we, I went out to go get him because he was like, oh, if, I can't walk into that club by myself because I'll get mobbed by fans. And I'm like, okay, fair enough. I'll come and walk you in. And uh, he was like, oh, and Flume's with me. And I was like, oh, man, it's going to be even harder to get you in. In 2008? Without... No, this is like, this is, oh, this, yeah, is much later. this is like 2014 or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was like, man, Flume was probably like doing the HSC in 2008. Uh, yeah, oh, and then I also had to get Mac Miller into the club as well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but... um. He was like, oh, we're really hungry. Can I get something to eat? I'm like, the only thing open right now is a pie face up there. And so we went to a pie face and um, he bought a pie from pie face and then uh, a girl. Um, and then he opened one in Brooklyn. Remember that happened? <laughs> um, then a girl was in, was behind him and was being really rude to him and was like telling him to move. But while he was putting sauce on his pie, and he's like, yeah, I'm going to be one second. I'm just putting sauce on my pie. And then she was like, seriously, can you move? And he grabbed his pie and he smashed it in the top of her, onto the top of her head. This hot meat pie. That's fucking wild. It was insane. And Flume straight away, upon seeing that, just like bolted across the road. He just didn't want to be, have, have like... Smart move. Have anything to do he with He knew Me situation. Too was coming. He, had a, he got tipped yeah. off. And uh, Fuck. Diplo, realizing what he'd just done, like suddenly got the worst guilt and like tried to wipe it off this girl. This was he like drunk or something or high? I mean, he was, she was being really rude. Like he probably definitely took it 10 steps too far. But I mean, you could claim the cultural difference. He didn't know how hot a meat pie it was. Wasn't, it wasn't scalding hot. But like, and then she was like, oh, yuck. Like that was, she wasn't like upset or anything. It was really, Australian it was way. A really weird experience. Yeah, we're, we're really fucking weird. Anyway, so I had to uh, play a song or two from... Uh, from from pie facing from people. like I, I guess stuff she that, was the pie face in the end wasn't she because Diplo's label was uh, was Mad Decent at the time and Mad Decent released a bunch of weird stuff and uh, one of my favorite songs uh, that came to come out of that this era was by a group called Hood Headliners Hood Headliners Hood Headliners and they were from Alabama um, and they made really um, uh, kind of like uh, like drugged out kind of uh, slower. It was very influenced by Southern hip hop, but like it, it was kind of its own thing. It was very melodic mm. and they used a lot of like 90s dance samples. Sure. Um, but it was still unmistakably rap as you'll hear in a second. Uh, this song is uh, by Jackie Chain and G. Ali. Uh, it's called Rollin'. It was kind of like the best known song from this and it um, samples uh, Children by Robert Miles, that old 90s dance yeah, yeah, song. Yeah. Um, and uh, Everyone knows that song. Yeah. It's uh, and this yeah this song everyone knows the song but has no idea who it's by or what it's called but everyone yeah. knows that song he died recently didn't he really Robert Niles I think so. maybe. Uh, no maybe I'm thinking of something else <laughs> uh, but I'm I'm sparing everybody the um, the many Bloghouse remixes of this song you going straight spawned. to the source just the original is 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 a, it's a very very good rap song from an unlikely source um, and uh, so I'm gonna play two songs that were kind of linked to Diplo. Um, he didn't produce this first one, but he did produce the next one, which is um, a little teaser. The, the the song on my iTunes library with the most plays attached to it. But um, first... Also, it's interesting. Uh, our first choice, uh, Vampire Weekend and 
Diplo, uh, Ezra Koenig and Diplo wrote Beyonce's Hold Up. That's right. So there we go. Look at that. 2008. With... Tame Impala. No, no, no with a, uh, a little cameo from an, uh, a, an interpretation of a Soldier Boy lyric. Yep, which is another thing. And I'm playing a Soldier Boy song coming up very yeah, soon. Yeah, it was originally going to be for another project and it ended up being not. If yeah, we, had, if we had a Yeah, Yeah, Yeah song on this. I was about to say, that, well, that, yeah, that there was no Yeah, Yeah Yeahs then, I think. Maybe there was, maybe there was. on Because the, there is, yeah, that, that, that whole lyric is, is like an interpretation of maps by Yeah, Yeah Yeahs. Yep, Robert we Miles did die like, recently. I knew it. Damn, R.I.P. Robert Miles. Yeah, I did know that. That's awesome. That, I mean, it's not awesome, but I'm glad I was right for once. <laughs> it's for once. I was right about something. So let's hear um, from Hood Headliners, aka let's um, hear it. Jackie Chan and Gielli. Oh, Dion Evans has already commented on a post. This guy's Dion is, is Dion Evans in this house? <laughs> maybe, maybe is it Archie? Yeah, maybe is this Archie's Archie. troll account? Let's hear Roland right now. You're on, listening to him. I'm Roland to hear Roland, if I'm honest. Roland by Limp Bizkit or Roland by Hood Headliners? It's going to be a limp biscuit for me. Okay. To hear the rest of this episode, including all the songs we talk about in this episode, make sure you head to patreon.com slash heyfam and become a patron supporter and get access to all these bonus episodes, plus our Facebook group and so much more. That's patreon.com slash heyfam. Bye. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.